Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Whip at Midday Show. My name is Raik van and this show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. Well, the big story of the day so far is the GDP shocker we saw this morning. We saw negative growth of 2.2% for the GDP in the first quarter of the year. And that is a reversal of more than 5 percentage points from the 3.1% growth we saw in the fourth quarter of last year. In a minute or two, I'll speak to Standard Bank uh, Chief Economist Gulen Bellum uh, about his views on this uh, minus 2.2% and what it means uh, for our economy and the rest of the year. Chris Gilmore, investment analyst at APSA, is also in studio with me to talk about the markets. But let's first uh, look at the markets. The all-share index down around half a percent. Uh, that is after a good showing yesterday. The top 40 down half a percent. Resources up 0.6 percent. The industrials down 0.3. Financials down 0.2. Gold also down 0.3 percent. If we look at uh, currencies, the uh, rand is currently uh, 12.65. The pound 16.91 against the rand, and the one euro will cost you 14.80. Bitcoin 7,440 dollars or 99,002 Rand. Um, If you look at uh, markets elsewhere, um, Dow Jones futures up 0.2%. Earlier in the East, the Nikkei was up 0.3%. Shanghai uh, won around 0.7%, and the Hang Seng was up 0.3%. If you look in London or in Europe, the FTSE 100 down 0.4%, while the DAX and the CAC 40 are currently higher, the DAX up 0.8% and the CAC 40.5%. The gold price uh, virtually unchanged, $1,293. Brent crude, $75.19. And the platinum price down below $900 announced, $897. On the capital markets, the R186 currently is at 8.61%. If you look at the major movers, Sabania up 3%, uh, Richmond up 1.3%, Glencore up 1.2%, Naspas uh, is keeping its momentum up 1.1%, and then Anglos just over 1% higher. On the negative side, Barlow will down 5.6%, Capitec uh, 4.7%, Barclays Africa 3.7%, um, and uh, those seem to be the uh, big sliders today. Chris Gilmore, investment analyst at Barclays Africa. Just firstly, we're going to speak to Gulam in a minute, uh, but what do you make of the uh, GDP number? Just to correct you there, I, I left Barclays Africa about 14 months ago, but don't worry about that. I'm an independent analyst these days. Um, yeah, on the GDP figures, uh, Rick, you know, uh, a bigger contraction than I think most people were looking for. I think we were looking for a contraction, undoubtedly, given the size of the the, the, the 3.1%, which we had at the end, in the first, fourth quarter last year. But I think it's the size that's taken most people by surprise. But when you dig down into the figures, I mean, uh, mining, very poor, agriculture, very poor. Uh, manufacturing, poorer than anticipated, I think, as well. Um, and it's really only the consumer that's really keeping things going. So, you know, it's it's very, very tough out there. There's, I think there's a lot of confidence. Uh, the trick now, I think, is to try and transform that confidence, which is still bubbling around there, into some genuine turnaround possibilities as far as the, the economy is concerned. Mm. But let's look at the markets. Uh, the all share down uh, nearly uh, half a percent. Uh, yesterday we saw a pretty good day and it was also okay this morning, but it seems like uh, we're taking a bit of a hit. Do you think it's the GDP number? 
I think the GDP number to an extent. Bear in mind that, you know, big moves on our market tend to be uh, directed more by things like the currency, for example. And if just, just listening to that update uh, you gave on the currencies, you know, the RAND a little bit softer. And I think that may explain why you're getting uh, operations like uh, Naspers, for example, uh, going up and some of the mining counters as well. And by the, the same token, you know, some of the, the more South Africa ink stocks, the, the banking stocks, taking a bit, bit of a hit, you know, perhaps because of the, the weaker uh, currency. So I think that's probably more uh, to do with what's going on. But having said that, uh, minus 2.2 is, is definitely um, a figure that most people were not looking for. So it certainly doesn't help as far as the market's concerned. I'm looking at the diagraph uh, of the RAND and uh, at 11.30, just as the news were announced, the news was announced, it actually spiked um, from around uh, 12.55 uh, to the current uh, 12.65. Not a big one. But it is pronounced, uh, while the JSC, uh, although lower, didn't doesn't show the same spike or the same drop. Um, that drop actually started earlier in the day. Um, interesting that the, the market actually goes down while NASPA has won 1%. Um, <laughs> yesterday, the market probably, uh, you know, was buoyed by a, a good performance by NASPA. Yeah, I mean, NASPERS is just such an overwhelming uh, part of the market. I don't know what the exact figure is today, but I mean, something like 15% of our market. It's closer to 25%. 25%, okay. So, I mean, you know, even small moves in NASPERS can make a huge difference. But to come back to your point, even with NASPERS being up, the market is down. So that's telling you that there's a, a general downwards trend in the market. And, um, you know, this market really has been languishing now for quite some time. Um, so, you know, you sit and you wonder, what, what is actually, what's it going to take to change this market? Unfortunately, I think it's going to be uh, a, a general weakening in the currency, because as far as growth is concerned in the economy, well, I mean, I think the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, so we're not going to get, I think, a lot of the, the confidence, the optimism which we had right at the beginning of the year about these SA Inc. stocks. That's unfortunately not coming to the fore. So, again, it's, I think uh, sentiment is changing. We're looking more and more towards the Rand Hedge stocks. And um, those are the ones that I think are going to change it. But to make a material difference, I think you have to have a significant drop in the Rand from current levels. Let's uh, talk to Gulam Balam. He's the chief economist at Standard Bank. Gulam, welcome to the show uh Minus 2.2%. Are you surprised? So it is about four times larger than the consensus expectations, which was around uh, 0.5%. In other words, a contraction of 0.5%. Um, clearly, the economy across a variety of sectors grossly underperformed. So beyond just, say, the resources sector as well as agriculture, we also have a contraction in manufacturing. However, I would argue that we shouldn't remain anchored in looking through the rearview mirror. I do anticipate that during the remainder of this year, and in fact through much of the, the following quarters, we could probably see growth in the vicinity of around 2%, raising the annual average from below 1% last year to around 1.5%. So I do still think that during the remainder of this year, the combination of easier credit conditions slightly easier monetary policy, growth in real income, these will accumulate combined with a general improvement in the animal spirits of businesses and investment to trigger um, an acceleration in, in growth, clearly from the very pedestrian uh, week first quarter. Uh, but I do anticipate that um, it will not be a reflection of the remainder of the year.
If you look at the, the quarterly, the graphs of the previous quarters, the economic growth in those quarters, it's very clear that the first quarter of uh, the year is uh, always a bad quarter. We saw, um, you know, uh, negative growth, uh, I think, in the past three years during the first quarter. Is it just uh, compared to the fourth quarter or how do we perform, say, annually or year on year? So I think firstly, if we look at agriculture, in 2017, agriculture performed pretty handsomely following the drought-stricken conditions of 2016. So it is anticipated that in the current year, in 2018, we won't see the same level of uh, of liveliness in the agricultural sector that we saw last year. So I think that is to be expected. I think also um, the Western Cape drought conditions will impede uh, particularly deciduous fruit production and exports, for that matter, during the course of this year as well, given that at least we've opened 2018 with even lower uh, water levels than last year, and we know last year was lower than the preceding year, for that matter. Um, with respect to manufacturing uh, and, and the remainder of the economy, you know, yes, sometimes we do see a slower performance in the first quarter in terms of historical phenomenon. But having said that, I think that there may have been some level of production um, subs- subsidence during the first quarter, um, even though we wouldn't have anticipated an immediate sense of euphoria in the supply chains of South Africa following President Soroma Bosa's ascendancy to the party in December and then, as we know, to the helm of the country in February. So I think that political stabilization dynamic is where South Africa is wedged in right now. That takes time, but the political stabilization is the first phase of South Africa's growth renaissance. And I think the growth renaissance will feel, and and certainly in terms of statistics, uh, become more apparent in the second half of this year. Well, growth renaissance, interesting uh, perspective there. Uh, but how, how do you think if Mr. Ramaphosa now looks down at this uh, number on his uh, daily update, um, you know, there was so much positive uh, consumer and investor confidence that followed his election uh, as first as ANC president and then as, as president of the country. You know, how should he interpret this uh, as part of uh, as a result of the part of his plan to try and, and uh, accelerate growth we so desperately need? So, Rick, I think it's a very legitimate question because so often we tend to formulate our views premise on a surface reading, on a superficial analysis. And I think clearly um, the first quarter number would not be emblematic of the type of emotional response that South Africa seemed to have welcomed the change in, in leadership. And I'm sure opposition parties will clamor that euphoria has, has proven stillborn. But again, I can only cling to the suggestion that you do not ordinarily have a seismic economic impact uh, unfolding in the immediate aftermath of a political outcome that may ultimately prove enduringly promising. Think of it this way, just in, in sort of to, to cement this idea. We often talk about how an interest rate reduction permeates the economy at its maximum within a 12 to 18 month time frame. In other words, there is a transmission mechanism and it tends to permeate and penetrate the economy with a lag. Investment is going to likely be the more, most resounding response to this political stabilization phase. And by its very nature, investment is not an impulsive endeavor. Those programs, those plans will feature in due course. 
And I think, as I say, phase one is political stabilization, which provides that bedrock upon which, in due course, we will see um, economic results, but it does bleed into the economy with time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, capital uh, formation decreased by 3.2% during the period. And as you say, it takes time for people to invest. But do you think the environment for investment has improved since uh, December last year? So I think the perhaps the most significant near-term impediment relates to land affairs, in particular the debate surrounding expropriation of land without compensation. You know, free of that, if South Africa did not have that debate um, surfacing as profoundly as it has, then I think there would be so much more meaningful unleashing of animal spirits. But having said that, I think we must be mindful that investment of fixed capital formation, as you referred to it, contracted in 2016 and in 2017 was practically flat. I think more seismically, we note that, for example, the level of investment in the economy relative to sales by corporate entities has been declining. And that ratio signals that there has been a very hesitant investment approach relevant relative to even sales. So there has been a great deal of caution. So my, my sense is that there is a great deal of idle capacity that has been eroded. If anything, I think there is pent up investment demand given the extent to which investment has underperformed relative to even corporate sales, retail sales, um, that effectively means that the output gap in the economy has shrunk and it's almost like a, a, a rubber band that has been stretched deep into the abyss waiting for some, re, re, some level of release. And I've said it a few times, maybe to cement it finally, I think it will be more palpable in age two of this year and in 2019. Thank you, Gulam. That was Gulam Balam, Chief Economist at Standard Bank. Um, Chris Gilmore, uh, we should not be impatient. Uh, the second half of the year should be a, a lot more positive, as yeah. Gulam said. Look, I think Gulam gave a wonderful rundown, an absolutely fantastic, very clear thought process there. You know, it reminded me of 1990, you know, when Nelson Mandela got out of prison and the ANC was unbanned and whatever. We all thought the market was going to boom. In fact, it went sideways to down. Uh, so, I th- again, I think, uh, you know, Gulam is spot on. Uh, companies do take time, you know, for that real confidence to sink in, to put their, their hard-earned money into into productive capacity. It will come, I'm sure, but uh, good things sometimes take time. Well, the, the land issue, uh, property rights, uh, the mining uh, policies, the, the, those are the actually, I think, the, the biggest um, impediments to investment specifically and hopefully that those can be addressed sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, we have the, the parliamentary committee reporting back by the end of August. And, and I, 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 I agree with you. I think we do need to get clarity on those and other issues uh, a bit faster than that. But, you know, the kind of um, information that I'm seeing coming seeping out here suggests that the ANC's policy on land expropriation without compensation is going to be vastly different to what the EFF is looking for, for example. And I think we're, we're likely to get an extremely watered-down version of what a lot of people were fearing even a few weeks ago. Just lastly, uh, a rebound in the second half of the year. Which uh, sectors would you look at uh, from an investment perspective? Uh, well, again, I think, uh, you know, retail, I think, is too expensive, and I think it's it's already it's, it's run far too far, far too fast. Um, 
I suspect we're probably looking at some of those banking shares. Um, you know, they're now looking remarkably cheap. And if we are going to get the kind of uh, rebound that we're talking about, you only have to look at last week's uh, private sector credit extension figures. Uh, private households were, 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 were prepared to, to borrow, and yet the corporates weren't. The moment corporates get in there and start borrowing again, I think the banks will start doing well. It'll start feeding off itself. So I, w- I would say uh, the banking sector will probably be something to look at. Yeah, just looking at the the banking sector specifically, Capitec down uh, significantly, uh, as well as uh, as Absa. Um, you know, do you think uh, you know a big hit on the banking sector again in the, in the short term could o- open up some interesting uh, investment opportunities? Well, uh, as I said already, I mean <laughs> the, the banking sector is remarkably cheap. It had a huge run at the beginning of the year, again precisely because of the of the confidence I think that came in with the. Cyril Ramaphosa's uh, election. Yeah. So, yeah. So Standard Bank down four and a half percent today. Um, Ned Bank down six percent. Um, Capitec three point eight percent. Sorry, no, no, two point two percent. Ned Bank. I'm looking at the wrong column here. Standard Bank down two percent. Um, so obviously uh, some concerns there, and and may uh, you know it may represent some interesting opportunities going forward. Just a, a last look at the markets. Um, JSE down uh, 0.34%. Financials down uh, 1.9%. Mining, gold mining down uh, 0.4%. Industrials flat. Resources up uh, 0.7%. Um, currencies, uh, the Rand dollar 12.67. Uh, Rand pound 16.95. Uh, one euro would be 14.82. And uh, so it seems to be pretty stable and uh, and hopefully, you know, this 2.2% uh, is just uh, a blip and uh, doesn't affect things too much. Is the land expropriation without compensation plan the biggest threat to the new dawn as promised by new president Cyril Ramaphosa? Can SA make any progress against the background of increasing protest action, strikes and low economic growth? Attend the Brenthurst Wealth SA Quo Vada seminar series hosted in association with MoneyWeb to hear the insights of five leading experts. Magnus Haystack of Brenthurst, Ralph Mateja, political analyst, Magda Verzitska of Signia, Glenn Owen of Momentum, and Jean-Pierre Fastard of Fairtree Capital. Bookings at www.quicket.co.za. Search for Brenthurst. That is unfortunately all we have time for today. And this show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. And uh, that's it for this show. My name is Raik Finikark and thank you for tuning in. 